have our volleyball beat writer, Mikey Fornella. How's it going, Mikey? I'm good. How are you, Jake? Uh, not too bad. Uh, per usual, we got a, a sh- packed show for you. A lot of I mean, sports going on. Yeah, a lot of sports. Everything is going on at this point. We went from nothing to everything. Yeah, it's it's been a lot. Yeah. Like, literally everything is going on now. Softball, baseball started, cross mm-hmm. country, track and field. And at the same point, all these other sports are having their conference tournaments in the same next couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, the women's indoor won conference for the fourth straight year last Incredible. weekend. Men's conference won, or men's cross country won conference day along with our very own Vitty Bird, Kevin Koski, coming in first. Um, Congrats, Kevin. Yeah, good looks to Kevin. What else do we got? Um, Arch Madness, that's going to be a big one coming up tomorrow. Actually, IACU plays. Um, you and I. Yep, thank you. I was blanking for a second. Third straight game they played. Um, Against two them. wins for you and I. And the, the second one, was it was a double overtime, right? Yes. It was, yeah, they, it, they kept it close. Yeah, it was, a, it was a good game. Um, they were up at 10 one point in the second half, but kind of fell apart. DJ Horn missed some um, he missed some free throws that he said after the game he was pretty mad about. Yeah. But three straight conference matchups. This, I think my occurrence of this hasn't happened since for the last 50 years that we've had three straight matchups in the whole NCAA of... Uh, and it, and it opens up another like door because it's like... All season, you've been playing the same team twice in a row. That's the whole deal with COVID for every sport. Now you get to see a team three times in a row. What does that feel like for that team? Is that easier? Is that harder to try and go out there and beat them? I don't know. You know, I think this is... I would, If I was ISU, I'd rather play a UNI team that you just saw than, like, having to face off against, like, say... That's true. Like, someone you haven't seen, like, loyal. Not that right. we would have matched up against them early on. Or, or, like, Evansville, who you haven't seen since the first or second series of the year. Those right. would be the really challenging ones to me. And I think they honestly stand a chance at, at, at taking on you and I and winning on Thursday night. It comes down then to Drake on Friday, which would be a taller task. Yeah, much taller task. Drake is a formal team. They're sitting at number two, just behind Loyola. Yeah. And Loyola kind of surged right here at the end of the season, got the national rank there, and, and took on top of Drake, who started off the season untouched. Drake they lost really, to Valpo. That was yeah, so weird to that me. Was that was weird. They, they, they beat ISU barely, and then they went and lost to Valpo to, to break their undefeated streak. You know, after they lost to Valpo and barely beat ISU, I figured um, they would have kept falling. Like, I, I, I'm yeah. surprised they stayed as high as two. Yeah. Um, I thought so, too. Yeah, so, yeah, that's that's the matchup. If ISU wins Thursday, they'll play Drake. The scores of those first two games were 78-76, Drake won in overtime. That was a really good game. And then the second game of that series was really, really bad, 95-60. Yeah. to 60. A Drake uh, win. And I think ISU came back out that second day with just no energy after barely lose. You know, you get the confidence where in the middle of the game, you're right up there with the best team in the conference at the time. And then you find a way to lose in overtime. And you're not going to have very much confidence going into day two. They were kind of spent, too, honestly. Yeah, absolutely. They had a bunch of guys play heavy minutes. They were fresh off that week where, I mean, this was a week after that, but the week before that, they had those five games in nine or like eight days or something like that. Right. Um, so they were a little gassed at the end of that, but if they do get there, that should be a really tough matchup for the Redbirds. I don't expect them at all to win. No. Yeah. Um, Anything can happen, but it seems yeah. like it seems like it's a tall task for them. I do think they have a chance tomorrow night, though. 
Yeah, I would I, say so. I think this is the mo- one of the more favorable matchups, that or Southern, mm-hmm. or maybe Evansville. I guess the team you really wanted to see was Bradley, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, and it's, it looks like, I'm looking at the bracket here, and it is kind of like a play-in type game if you're looking at it in a March Madness sense, because you are playing the seven seed, versus if you win, you got to play Drake, the two seed. So, that yeah, like you said, it is a, a matchup that's favorable for them, other than Bradley. You know, I, I hated it. They called it a play-in game. Because in, like, March Madness? It, no, in Arch Madness. Uh-huh. Mar- March Madness, it makes sense to me. Right. But Arch Madness, I just... It's just You're not like playing a, in to get in the conference tournament. Yeah, it's yeah. just a conference... The top two teams just get a bye. It's not, right. like, a real playing right. game. I mean, it yeah. doesn't really matter. No, but I get what you're saying. Yeah. For March Madness, you don't necessarily always get in, but for this, you do, so... Yeah, I... It's definitely fine for for March, but, yeah, the Arch Madness just annoys the heck out of me. But... Um, yeah, so th- this is how it's lining up right now. Loyal is the one seed, Drake's the two seed, Missouri State is the three seed, Indiana State comes in at the four seed, Evansville five. Evansville, big turnaround from last year. They were number 10. Yeah. Um, I wasn't surprised by this. They were expected to be the number 10 team, but they really weren't as bad as a team as everyone thought they were last year. They played some close games. Um, they lost their head coach in the middle of the season, and before that they had played well. So like, I was expecting them to surge with – uh, full-time head coach to the whole year um, but moving on Valpo's number six you and I seven Bradley eight Southern number nine and of course ISU is the 10 seed and what's interesting <sighs> is you look at Evansville New- Northern Iowa excuse me and Valpo are all sitting there at seven and eleven which is interesting because all three of those teams you wouldn't um, have imagined at the beginning of the season you know prior to AJ Green getting hurt for the Panthers that those three teams would be tied in the in the middle of the conference yeah, that's a big thing for you and I that we haven't talked about yet. Uh, they lost AJ Green, and I it was the second or third game. It was during their like they had a Thanksgiving tournament, yeah. and um, before the conference tournament even started. Yeah. yeah, big big hip injury. Had to have season-ending surgery. That's a huge yeah. loss. They were the number one seed yeah. last year. I mean, granted, they did lose in game one to I think it was Drake or Valpo. In last year's Argentina yeah. tournament, yeah, they were the one seed, and they lost in the second round. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, but losing A.J. Green just killed them this whole season. Um, Trey Burhow has stepped up. Austin Fife has been um, a very good player as well. You know, Dusan Horsic said Austin Fife is one of the most physical guys he's had a guard in this league after yeah. uh, after last weekend's games. And they're, they're a tough matchup, but I don't know. ISU is going to have to do the proper scouting. Um and like you said, I mean, they have an advantage in that because they did just play them twice, like last weekend. So that scouting is already there. Yeah, that's true. Um, so if they do win that, that game tomorrow starts at 8 p.m., but if they win that one, they'll play at 5 p.m. on Friday against Drake. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to Arch Madness. Um, as I was walking into the office, I was thinking about how Arch Madness was, like, the last normal thing I did last year before COVID, like... And now it's like the one-year anniversary of it, basically. Yeah. Kind of crazy to me. Um, but anyway, let's move on to something else. Um, got a lot of sports. I don't even know which sport to transition to. Let's go to football, I guess. Oh, God. Um, Redbird football. Oh, I guess. I forgot we haven't even talked about this. And, but it was Saturday. Kind of old news at this point. But um, ICU lost in their first game of the series back against uh, South Dakota. Yeah, was not it was pretty. ugly. No. Up seventeen nothing, four minutes to go in the first half. 
they were losing by the time of the half ended, or they were tied. It was tied, seventeen tied, seventeen. Yeah. Um, Bryce Jefferson. Yeah, he was. You know, he was having a good game before that. I liked yeah. how he was airing the ball out downfield. I liked what he was doing. He looked fine, but then he he fumbled on it. I think it was a strip sack. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the very next possession, uh, Felipe Brown fumbled the ball. Back to back turnovers. Uh, they were able to get a field goal and a touchdown on that. And then I believe the next turnover on the very next ISU possession was a pick. Yeah. Six total turnovers from Jefferson. They ended up um, – South Dakota had, I believe it was five straight possessions with getting an ISU turnover. Yeah. Um, and ISU was still in it. John Ridgway got a pick <laughs> late in the game. They were driving downfield until uh, – Jefferson threw another yeah, one. Threw his last in the pick. End zone. And right to uh, – Right in the end zone, he I, had he had a running lane too. That was the thing. Like, and Jefferson did say after the game, I saw that he he said they have to protect the ball better. I mean, that's the obvious yeah. answer, but it's true. Yeah, it is. Um, you know, to, one of the picks was uh, was was like a tip drill pick. I'm not really blaming him for that one. One no. of them, his receiver fell down, and you know he fell and tripped and wasn't where he was supposed to be. Right. So that one's a tough one to judge, but. Two fumbles and two for sure bad judgment picks. You know, I'm not – he'll be fine. He yeah. he looked good. His throwing motion looks really good compared to last year. Like, I like that they're letting him air the ball out. I was about to say, like you said, he, he did have a couple really nice passes. I remember in the first half there was one that set up an, the eventual field goal in the first half. It was uh, a really nice pass on his part. And, you know, talking more about Northern Iowa, like we did for the tournament – for basketball, that's who the Redbirds have up next for for football. Yeah, this upcoming that's gonna weekend. be a tough task. Yeah, I I kind of think the Redbirds are gonna start out zero and three. Yeah, because who's they the, play who's the third game then? Uh, North Dakota State. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about. Let's bring that up. North yeah. Dakota State's thirty nine game losing streak, thirty eight or thirty nine. I think it was thirty nine though. Was broken this last weekend by Southern. I'm pretty sure. Right, and lost in what, like three years or something yeah, like that. Something yeah. crazy. Yeah. I mean, that's not their first crazy streak they've gone on. They've gone no, on like, no. I think two or three long thirty game losing or winning, not losing streaks, winning streaks. But yeah, they lost to South Dakota, or not South Dakota. I'm all over the place today. Southern Illinois. Yeah. Thirty-eight to fourteen. I did not expect that at all. No. Me neither. That yeah, they are always there as one of the best teams at, in this conference, and um, yeah, they that was not good on their part. But they're coming up at week three against ISU, and something tells me ISU is gonna have to do a lot to win, even though they. Yeah, it'll it'll be a, a tough a tough scene for ISU for sure. You and I one and one win against Youngstown, but a loss against South Dakota State. Yeah, I really going back to the to the South Dakota game, I. That game was so winnable for ISU. Yeah. Um, Carson Camp did have a nice game. He's from mm-hmm. Blono. Mm-hmm. Um, he could run. He could throw. I was imp- He was a freshman. I didn't expect him to play like that. Yeah. Um, good, good. Yeah, but I just wanted to bring that up. Let's move on a little bit. Uh, actually, one more thing I want to bring up for football. With North Dakota losing, James Madison moved to the new number one spot. Weber State is now the new number two. You and I is three with North Dakota dropping to four. Oh no, excuse me. North Dakota State dropped all the way down to six. That was the normal mm. North Dakota who dropped to four. Um, ISU dropped from seven to fifteen. And Southern, I believe they ended up moving up. They're at eleven right now. Let me see where my favorite my favorite state team is. Jacksonville State sitting at tenth. I hope Jacksonville State has to come here for the playoffs. 
Why, what's the support for Jacksonville State? Primetime, baby. <laughs> Just a fan. Oh, that wait, that's that's Deion Sanders? Yeah, Deion Sanders is the head coach. Yeah, I knew he did, State. but I didn't know that was okay, I didn't know it was that school. Yes, that's oh that'd be great. That, that would be yeah. very cool to interview Deion Sanders. Oh, oh man, that you gotta do that now. Well, it depends on if they play him. <laughs> Hopefully now. Yeah. They're not scheduled to play him unless it's the playoffs, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Because they're not on oh, I didn't. I didn't put that together. I knew he was a coach, but I didn't realize it was there. Well, I didn't realize he was an FCS coach until I was like, oh, they're playing in the spring. Right. And then I can't remember who they were playing, but I knew it was an FCS school. And I was like, oh, are they in the right. I wonder if they're any good. And then I saw that they were ranked. Um, but, yeah. Any, what other? Let's look at any other NBCF teams. Um, South Dakota State is number eight now. Southern, like I said, 11. Not a MVFC team, but Southeastern Missouri State, who we beat in the playoffs last year, is now 16. South Dakota is now in there at 21. Which I was surprised because they weren't highly ranked coming into the season. I'm surprised just by being ISU they were ranked. Yeah. And I think ISU's number seven rank is probably a little bit gracious anyway for, to start the season. So dropping down to 15, they're going to have some work to do to get back up to, to that level. Uh, I didn't hate that that ranking to be honest. I thought seven was I I would have put them at about ten. Yeah. So I thought I thought seven wasn't too too far off. Yeah, you do have to look at the rest of the field. So I, yeah. I get that. Um. Let's see what let's let's run down the calendar a little bit. We got a ton of stuff still. We got a ton of stuff. Um, women's tennis. Um, Friday softball Friday. Men's basketball Thursday, like I mentioned. Softball's got like six games this weekend. Baseball starts a series. At softball's Seattle. got the softball's got the uh, tournament in Florida mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, women's basketball goes Friday and or no, excuse me, Saturday and Sunday, I believe. No, sorry, I'm not looking at the days of the week. I'm just looking at the dates. I got Friday, Saturday for that yeah, one. Friday, Saturday. It's March the first 56. time they first time they've played in a while too. Yeah. Soccer plays at 4 p.m. at home. Um, Friday as well. That's their first home game. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Women's gymnastics is home over the weekend. We've got a lot of sports. No volleyball. Yeah. They got canceled. I was about to say, no volleyball for the fifth canceling the now up to five games. Well, okay, they postponed the first four, and now they canceled for officially the Iowa State game for a week from today, Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, do you think they're going to make up those MVC games? I don't know if they're going to have time. I hope so. I don't but, know when they would fit yeah, them in, to be honest. Because you're looking at – let me see if I can pull it up right here. Yeah, you're looking at if everything's okay by then with the team. And the only quote that ISU Athletics gave out was they didn't have enough medically eligible players. Uh, for two weeks now, that's what they've given us. So if everything's okay by then, they have Missouri State and Evansville both at home the next two weekends. And then they're going to travel to Southern, Southern Illinois to finish the season March 27th and 28th before the tournament. So you're gonna try and squeeze in four more games in that time. I mean, it would be t- it would be tough. I just don't see how they're gonna do it. Like, no, me neither. There's no open weekend in between the tournament and the the last week against Southern Illinois. I mean, unless they just started cramming it in there or something during the week or something. But yeah, I don't know if that they're gonna necessarily want to do that, no. especially if like ISU was already like partially injured. Exactly, and and I and I hope it, there's some more details coming out soon on what these injuries are and stuff like that, but. You know, you had the Loyola-Chicago series canceled last weekend, and that would have been good for them. Obviously, Loyola is doing pretty well in conference this season as well, and you and I, who we keep talking about during this podcast, they would have been they would have been up against ISU this weekend too. Um, at least they didn't have to travel. If there's any benefit, it's that. Yeah, that's true. I'm sure they would rather be playing. It's a, it's a real shame that they 
this is when everything happened. They right. were fresh off winners of three of their last four. They were yeah. looking good. They took down Drake, who hadn't lost a conference mm-hmm. game yet. Now this happens. This really sucks for them. Yeah, I mean, the last <laughs> loss they had was, or the last game they played was that loss in five cents against Valpo, which wasn't pretty. But it, like you said before that, they swept Drake, and then they took one out of two from Valpo the day before that. So they were on a roll, and we're looking good in conference, especially about the middle of the pack in conference at five and three yeah um i think that's all we got for you on this edition of the river report make sure to follow along with all uh news updates for sports at the vedette follow us on twitter at vedette underscore sports and at the underscore vedette follow me on twitter at jake simmersheim and follow mikey on twitter at mfo junior yeah stay hot birds we'll be in uh st louis coming at you special edition podcast as soon as isu gets bumped (laughs) or maybe if they win the tournament um yeah see you then stay hot birds